big welcome into That's the Truth. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope your year is starting off great and taking off better than what you expected. I want to thank you for tuning in. Today, we have a very special guest, my friend Samuel Wentworth. He is the Spanish Youth Director for the South Texas District of the United Pentecostal Church International, or UPCI. He is a person with tremendous influence, and he is an exceptional leader. He is a great husband to his wife, Sophia, and together they make a wonderful power couple. I had the opportunity to speak with him about his experience in leadership, his vision and passion for youth ministry, as well as how to start the year off right. Let's go to my conversation with brother Samuel Wentworth. My brother Sam, how are you doing? Thank you for uh, joining me on the podcast. I'm very excited about having you. Um, been looking forward to it for quite some time. How are you doing? Hey, bro. That's good. Praise the Lord. Good to hear your voice. We're blessed and uh, we're excited about the podcast, man. We need more young men and people like you that can reach our world. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and I can say the same about you, bro. I love the way that you go about your business. I love the way that, that you do leadership, the, the way you take care of um, the young people of the district, and you're always looking out for the better of everyone else around you. And, and that comes from a very humble place. And, and uh, I understand how you serve, and, and I really like how you take care of your business. Appreciate that, brother. God's good, and uh, he's allowed us to make a difference and be a part of what he's doing in these last days. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I was looking back at uh, some of the things that happened towards the end of last year within the district. And in the Spanish South Texas district, we closed out extremely strong 2021. It was very exciting after a very challenging time, as we know, with everything that was going on around us. We closed out extremely strong. You know, we had um, CJSTX in November. And for the ones that don't know, that was an extremely powerful conference that we had. The young people that were there would remember it in November. And then following that was the first Spanish hyphen conference in December. And I know the young people left there extremely motivated and excited. And it was such a good time. It was so, so powerful. And it created a lot of momentum, you know, going into 2022, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I agree. We're, we're excited and ready to see what 2022 has for us. Yeah, that's extremely exciting, you know, ending on a, such a strong note, ending on a great note there uh, for the year and left so much more to look forward to in, in 22. How do we carry that momentum over in, in uh, the new year in 2022? Well, brother, I believe that uh, we already have events planned for the year 2022, but as a generation, I believe that the young people are hungry for the word of God. They're hungry for the presence of God. And um, we can take that momentum in our own churches. Um, one thing, I, as, as a young person, I, I realized that um, the same spirit and Holy Ghost move that we experience in conferences, um, we don't have to just experience it there. We can experience it in our own churches. And um, I love conferences because they motivate, inspire, they engage our young people. Um, but the ultimate goal is for them to take it back to their own churches. And so I believe the momentum is, is going to keep moving forward as young people, they get a hold of that burden and uh, they realize, wow, this is something I want to experience in my own church, in my own environment. 
Would you agree that that's one of the challenging aspects of doing these um, type of conferences? And even in youth ministry, you know, we, we get together in such a large group and it's very exciting. Everybody's pumped up and we're good to go and uh, everybody's connected. And um, after a while, you know, it, it seems like an emotion fades out, you know, and, and I love that. I love that thought. And I love that encouragement there because we can easily go back and then, you know, everybody's in their own circle and everybody's in their own uh, individual departments or areas working in, in that. And it can easily be a, a disconnection there. But um, I love that. And here recently, I noticed that you had gone out to uh, Colombia. You had the opportunity to do an extremely uh, important and um, uh, very impactful task in Colombia and Venezuela, along with your pastor, uh, Pastor John Burnett. And um, yes. that was with uh, Care Plus Humanitarian Clinic. Can you tell us about that mm -hmm. and, um, and how, what that experience was like for you? Yeah, no, it was, it was an amazing time, brother. And I honor Burr, my pastor, Burr, John Burnett, for uh, well, his vision. He's a great leader. But um, God has opened the doors um, for him to be able to uh, delegate the, um, I guess, the, the operation of providing humanitarian hope to churches and uh, people of Venezuela. So what we did is um, we met with the administrative um, teams that were in charge of clinics. There's seven clinics that um, have been um, organized in the last two years in Venezuela that are run by church members, by the churches of Venezuela, uh, pastors. Um, so we met with the administrative team there. We uh, bought medicine there in Cucuta, Colombia, where we had to meet them because uh, we as the United States Census couldn't cross to Venezuela. Um, they could only cross over to Cucuta, Colombia. Uh, it was an amazing experience. I've never been to South America uh, to see the the humbleness of the people, the hunger, and really how it impacts. I've been helping Burbernet for the last, uh, since they started sending boxes uh, to pack up the boxes, but uh, I've never really been able to see the actual uh, people in the clinics. And so it was, it was very impactful to me to be a part of it. It was, it was an awesome opportunity. But uh, yeah, it's it's a great help actually being the hand of God uh, and impacting people and providing uh, the physical needs um, so that we can also reach their spiritual needs. And so they're doing that. They're uh, helping people's physical needs and and then uh, showing them they're also uh, that God can fulfill their spiritual needs there. What an awesome experience. That that kind of reminded me and it took me back when I had the experience to visit uh, Honduras in a few different occasions. And that was my first time. And I, I've had the opportunity now to travel there maybe two or three times and, um, and share the gospel, share a message with some of the people there. I had the opportunity to share a, a message with uh, at a youth camp there a few years back. And that was uh, an extreme life-changing moment for me because serving in a church, a Spanish church, and being around Spanish people for most of my ministry, um, mm -hmm. being able to understand better the culture of Central America and people in Honduras and uh, Nicaragua and uh, El Salvador and things like that, people from there yes. in Central America, you know, the majority of our church is built up of that. So for a long yes. time, uh, I didn't understand or I wanted to better understand the culture to better serve these people um, because growing up here in the States is very different. And 
seeing that firsthand, I think it, it really changed my view. It really changed my approach on how to serve people. And especially in Spanish culture and Spanish um, in Central America. That's excellent. I love that. I love yes. what, what you guys were a part of over there. And I'm sure it was a tremendous blessing for everyone that was a part of that as well. And I, and I know that God is going to do great things there. Yes. No, I, I think everyone should have the opportunity or try to make the experience to visit another country, see other cultures, because it, it gives you a better worldview of, of people. So you got any plans to revisit anytime soon? I know it's kind of difficult right now with the pandemic being so present still among us uh, after two years has been so challenging. But any plans to revisit um, maybe this coming year or the following? Yes, sir. Lord willing. Um, we have it in our plans this year that we need to go back uh, to visit the administrative team. So um, Burnett's talked to me about going back. So it looks like this year we might be able to go back. We're going to continue working with them this year. That's Thanks excellent. I love that. Hey, also, you were uh, an alumni for Texas Bible College. What made you decide to go that route? I know a lot of young people, uh, younger kids that are coming out of high school that are interested in, in Bible college. What is that process like, you know, to make a decision like that? What, what made you decide to go through Bible college? Yeah, it was a great experience, Bert. Now, um, my decision to go to Bible college, now, I believe it was, it was a God thing. And whenever I uh, talk to uh, young people that have a desire to go to Bible college, I always tell them, make sure, talk to your pastor, pray about it, because um, it's a step in ministry. And it's also, uh, you're, you're getting, going away from home, so you're going to become independent. Uh, and you have to have a, a well, a level of responsibility for that. So uh, my experience was that um, I was coming back from North American Bible Quiz Tournament in St. Louis, Missouri. I had. Uh, Applied to both Urshan and TBC, and I felt the burden. I talked to my parents. I wanted to go to Urshan. So I could have been in St. Louis, but I stayed in Lufkin um, halfway home because uh, I, uh, my dad has a pastor there, Brother Collins, and I might talk about him more later. Sure. But um, there in, uh, in Lufkin, while I was waiting to go back to Urshan, um, I was praying and, and Burke Collins was talking to me and um, my parents left it up to me to decide. But uh, in prayer, I, I really felt led, you know what, I need to go to TBC. And so uh, I reaffirmed with my pastor, with uh, Brother Collins, and uh, that's how I ended up going to TBC. I stayed there. I'd, um, I, had, uh, I had done the application and everything, so I just went to uh, registration. And uh, next four years, praise God. It was a, it was really a journey. It taught me a lot for sure. That's awesome. I love that. Um, what were some of the best takeaways or maybe some of the best experiences that you could share with us from Bible college? Oh, there's a lot of them, brother. Uh, <laughs> one bet. of the biggest things that, that, uh, I enjoyed about Bible college were the chapels and a lot of Bible college students will tell you that, um, the chapels, they're life changing. Um, every Tuesday and Thursday we would have a chapel. And I, I tell my brother, my brother's in Bible college at the moment, and um, it, it really opens up um, levels of ministry to you because uh, maybe in a local church, especially from your, if you're from a small church, you don't get to experience other ministries. You don't get to experience other ministers maybe coming through. But when you're in a Bible college setting, uh, you have a lot of different speakers, a lot of different um, instructors that are pouring into your life. And uh, it's it's really an amazing experience. The chapels, the 
uh, lessons. Some people refer to Bible college as a, a uh, I guess, a kettle or a, I guess, a fast cooker. I'm sorry, because uh, it, you're learning so fast. You're, you're being, um, you're, you have so much pouring into you in such uh, a short amount of time that some people say in a year, what you do in Bible college is 10 years of ministry you could do outside of Bible college. Um, so it's like a fast cooker. It really uh, moves you ahead in your more of your your uh, knowledge of of doctrine and everything that uh, the Word of God has as far as the classes. That's uh, incredible. I enjoyed all those things. That's incredible to manage such a fast pace uh, learning process and to take all that in and be successful in it. And I really applaud um, your success in in, in TBC and uh, admire the opportunity that you had to to take that on and, um, and go all the way through with it for someone that's interested in, in Bible college, you know, they're coming out of high school, they're young. It's the first time they may not have access to people that have gone. What would you say that they have looked to forward to? What are they, what can they look forward to? Well, Bert, um, you can look forward to, uh, learning, learning a lot and, uh, going through, uh, Lots of learning experiences uh, because as a young adult, really you're away from parents. Um, you're doing ministry on your own, if, if uh, which should be the first priority as far as going to Bible colleges for ministry. And um, um, you look forward to learning, making friends, making memories. Uh, I made a lot of memories being at Bible college and uh, being part of, of the Bible college team. Uh, they have so many different programs. You can be a part of choir. You can be a part of uh, uh, another is, um, I believe it's, is it TSM? Um, but they would go out and preach. They would go out and preach at churches. You would be part of a team, um, experience other churches as well. It was, it was really interesting. I'm sure. Can... I'm sure that the being out there in that environment, you can make a lot of different, uh, build a lot of new relationships and then keep in touch with a lot of people. Even after you graduate, oh, once, yeah. once you start into ministry and doors start opening and you keep in, in touch with uh, the, the relationships that you built there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I still, I, I'm, I'm working with people now that I was in Bible college in, Josiah de Dalil, Julio Olivares. Yeah. There are people that I was around in Bible college. <laughs> mm, that's awesome. That you get to, especially here locally, um, that you get to continue working with them and see them and, and continue building into each other um, and, and have them as, as, a, as a support system as well. That's That's incredible. I love that. What um do you think Bible college is, is recommended for everyone? Uh, is that based on calling to ministry or is that just someone interested in doing something different? Do you think it's recommended for everyone? Well, I think, brother, no matter um, if you go to a Bible college or if you're at home under the ministry of your pastor, um, I believe it is important to um, for sure uh, know your doctrine. And I I've heard different pastors explain different ways, but a lot of them do suggest a year in Bible college because of the reason they want their young people to understand and have a firm foundation in doctrine. And um, I think you can get that under your pastor as well um, if you have a good pastor that teaches doctrine. Um, but if you feel like you still need a firm foundation, I feel like you should at least go a year to Bible college. Get that firm foundation. Make sure that you know what you believe. You understand why you can communicate that with other people another way you can do that is bible studies teach other people doctrine and uh, that's something as a young person we i started teaching in 
in youth class. And I realized it helps you to understand the Bible more when you teach it, because you're actually trying to learn it to give it to somebody else. So I would recommend it to as many people as can go to Bible college, but you can also be under your own pastor and uh, learn there. So uh, it, it depends where, where God wants you to be for sure. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I've seen younger um, younger men come in in ministry or, or young people come in into ministry. And I, I've seen a, on, I would, how would you, how would you um, describe that? Like a, not an explosion into it, but you see like a, a sudden uh, takeoff. I guess that would be more appropriate. You see a sudden takeoff in their learning, in their development overall from just simply doing their own study. But then all of a sudden when you start teaching others in small groups or in Bible studies or you have an opportunity at the church and you share it publicly, uh, a thought or a message, and all of a sudden you see this takeoff in their ministry where it begins to open up and it, you, it really sinks in once you're in the middle of that. Yes. Yes, I agree. It's been, um, I agree. It's been a long two years with, uh, with the pandemic. It's been very challenging for everybody, as you know, and everybody's facing different, different uh, challenges in their own way and they're responding in different ways on a personal level though. How do you refocus and reset to take on the new year? So I think going into this new year was a little different. Uh, like you said, brother, uh, it's been a little difficult with uh, people getting sick. And I think during the, uh, the holidays and the new year, a lot of people were sick in our, in our churches. So we had to move back in our local church, our, uh, our new year's service, actually. The, it's kind of like, you know, the service where uh, you're coming into the new year. You put out the vision. Well, we had to move that back about a week or two. And um, so, well, for personally, for me, um, it was uh, it was it was it was kind of like a, a time of transition. We had to accommodate to what was going on. But in the actual like refocus and resetting of the year, um, I asked myself questions. What, where am I at right now? Where do I want to be? um in 2022 so uh what are the things that are going to get me there and uh one of the biggest things is, and it was along the lines of vision that our pastor is reaching reaching for the mantle reaching for uh what god has for you and uh, that's something that in every minister's life is uh it's important is discipline dedication um being being uh intentional with what you're doing so that's something that uh, i personally am uh working on it's just being more disciplined being more dedicated and um even as ministers we may be involved in many things but we still have to refocus and kind of get that um bring it all in and say okay what are the priorities that i need to focus on yeah i love that when you say reaching for the mantle that paints such a powerful picture because that puts a lot of responsibility on the one that's supposed to be doing the reaching on the one that's supposed to be extending and staying ready for the opportunity. I, I'm a firm believer in staying ready, being prepared and everything that, that, that we're a part of. By the time that the opportunity comes knocking, it's, it's a bit late to prepare. And when you stay ready mm -hmm. and you're reaching for that mantle, 
that paints such a powerful picture for, for myself. And, and I love that thought. What are some disciplines and habits that you are implementing this year that you didn't last year? Maybe everybody's, you know, considering New Year's resolutions, everybody's doing some type of refocus and re reanalyzing themselves. You know, what are some disciplines maybe that you want to try new or different this year, disciplines and habits that, um, that you didn't get to do last year? Well, recently, um, on a more, I guess, personal level is, um, at the beginning of the year, usually we start our Bible reading, we start our fasting. Uh, so that's something that, um, me and my wife have, uh, personally made it a, a priority as far as starting the year off for a, making sure we're, we're, um, well, readying ourselves for the rest of the year. Also, uh, other, um, I guess you could say new year resolutions is, uh, um, I recently got a bike and I want to, uh, get back. I used to run and bike back in uh, college a lot. And, uh, that taught me a lot about discipline because I had to do it consistently. And, uh, since I recently got a bike, I want to start that again. And, uh, to go along that theme, there's other types of, uh, well, um, how did you say habits that, um, are helpful in our lives. Um, one thing I started last year that I want to continue this year is reading a chapter from a book a night. So um, consistency is so important because uh, sometimes it's hard for us to put in time to read, to put in time to pray, to put in time to fast. But if we can at least do a chunk of it each day, then eventually it adds up to being something bigger. And so uh, reading, making a habit to read more, um, reading the Bible more, study habits. As a minister, study habits are so important. And that's something that I want to make um, happen more this year as well. For sure. That's awesome. I love that. When you first began in ministry, what were some maybe habits that have carried over with you through today? When I started, um, I guess as a young person, um, one of the biggest things was prayer and Bible reading. Mm -hmm. uh, prayer and Bible reading, I think, are essential for any young minister and uh, to make it a habit, to make it uh, a lifestyle really, um, that helped me a lot, especially during Bible college. Um, prayer will, will get you through many situations when you want to quit, when you feel like you're not enough. Um, just making a habit to pray and having the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you will give you the extra uh, incentive or the extra push to keep going, to keep um, pursuing ministry, to keep being who God called you to be. and. Um, those are, are so important. I would, I would always, I would always say prayer and Bible reading is going to be what, what every young person needs to make a habit of. That has got to be a staple, even for younger aspiring leaders coming up and learning and developing in youth ministry, praying, fasting, uh, the, of course, the Bible study, um, and asking questions. I think asking questions is huge. Um, Growing up, being younger in youth ministry or in, in any ministry when you were starting out, what were some of your biggest influence? Who, who could you trust on that you could ask a question to? Um, speaking of influences, you know, who, who are some of your biggest influences that, um, that maybe you still keep in touch with today? Well, starting off, um, my biggest influences was my father and um, different youth leaders that I was able to uh, have the opportunity to be around as a young person. I came from a small church in, in Roma, Texas, 
And so uh, we didn't have a whole lot of people there as far as leaders, but my dad, he invested in us as young men. Um, and he really taught us uh, discipline. He really taught us uh, to love God, to, to love holiness, to, to keep guard ourselves and um, to love ministry. And uh, so he was a huge influence in my life. Um, and as well now, um, going through Bible college and now being under the path, uh, leadership brother, Tom Burnett, uh, he's a huge influence in my life. And, um, bird show, uh, Joseph Collins. He's, uh, the pastor in Lufkin, Texas during my Bible college years. He was a huge influence. He was a missionary to Mexico and Portugal, but just being around these people that love God, love, um, souls, just hearing their stories, um, is I think the biggest impact in my life to be, uh, um, to be where I'm at, to have the opportunities that I have is because of who I've been around and um, to uh, to listen to them, to know what their heartbeat is. And uh, that's what's influenced my life for sure. That's awesome. That has to go hand in hand with knowing to observe certain people and how they carry themselves, how they treat other people and how they serve. And I, I'm a firm believer that that bleeds off into younger leaders and as an influence a, a person that that is strong and influence that has to be demonstrated and it bleeds off into others and you don't even have to talk too much about it people just notice it mm-hmm. so oh yeah for it, sure it just comes out in public you know and and people pick up mm-hmm. on that and uh, observing that is is huge you know here we are at the beginning of 2022 it's such an exciting time everybody's trying to start off on the right foot you know, here we are starting off mm-hmm. week three of the year and there's a lot of churches, yes, maybe even teams or uh, committees that that go through a shift, you know, and, and speaking of transitions in ministry, you know, it tends to happen uh, towards the end of the year, going into the new year, people establish or churches establish new committees. Uh, there's a shift in positions, people trying out different positions or maybe even adding multiple roles. How was your experience or how has your experience been with transition and what is the best way that youth leaders can manage taking on new roles? Well, the process of transition um, should always be with your pastor and and other leaders of mine, especially in the church. Um, It's something that you need to communicate. And uh, well, it would be something that, especially in the leadership setting, um, you would need to uh, either confirm or approve in your own life as a family. And um, the process I've gone through in the last, I guess, five years, um, going from being a Bible college student to a youth leader to uh, uh, working in different churches and being on the regional and district level, um, the transitions, you you have to really pray about them. You have to ask God, you know, am I able to, um, am I able to, do what um i've i've i have the opportunity of doing and um do i have the approval of my pastor um i always go into the new year uh especially with transitions if you're part of a church sometimes you can get overwhelmed by everything that's on because in the church there's always something that needs to be done and uh i've been always of the mindset that no matter where uh there needs to be uh someone I want to fill in the voids um, because we can't all have the same position. We can't all do the same thing. Right. Um, I, I'm not best at everything. I can't do everything, but if I can fill in a void, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to serve. And so uh, 
no matter what position we may take, where we may be, um, I think your attitude really is important. Um, make sure you let your pastors know, you know, I'm, I want to serve. I want to, I want to know where I can help to make uh, ministry improve in the church, or at least be a help in the church. And so, I think with transition, usually it comes whenever you're filling in the void, because um, maybe you've trained someone else to fill your position. And I think we should always do that train other people to fill our positions because uh, we should never try to stay in the same position forever. There's so you, you need to be training other people, um, but keep filling in the voids, keep, keep hoping. And, and uh, having that attitude, um, it's never, you're never going to get hurt when someone takes maybe your position because you're, you're just going to have the attitude of, well, you know, it's God's will. I'm, I'm going to keep going and serving where I can. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how yeah. I've looked at it. Yeah, that's great. I love that answer. You know, um, being uh, around teams, working with teams, you know, I've had an opportunity now to work with you and uh, uh, several other young, great ministers uh, in, in our area, in our district. And uh, communicating a clear vision is important. Mission is important and expectations. That's extremely important. They all go hand in hand together. You know, what's your take on concise communication and, and being able to communicate that clearly to, to the teams that we lead? Communication barrier is so important. I've heard some people say communication is key um, because without communication, um, goals, plans cannot be uh, fulfilled. And um, it, things work so much better whenever a team is communicating. And since we are a body, See, our body's connected by nerves. Our nerves tell our fingers what to do. Our nerves tell our, our, our legs to move. And, and uh, without that connection, uh, we wouldn't be able to work as a body. And uh, one thing I've learned, and I'm still trying to improve, still trying to um, work on communicating better. My wife helps me with that. But uh, I thank God for a good wife, right? Excellent but, help. Uh, Excellent help. <laughs> <laughs> what I love, though, about teams is that we can do so much more together brother and um one one thing that i'm so uh, crazy about that I, I want to push in our churches and even on the district level wherever i can be a part is you know we want to work together and i never want to do anything just by myself it's all me you no know, because i have limitations but if we can work together and communicate and one thing about communications you have to do it often one thing I think that's helped us is uh, on the district level, we've had regular Zoom meetings. We've communicated. Uh, we have texting groups. Uh, we're always remind. I'm always trying to remind people about things uh, like like uh, family, right? We Your wife always reminds you about what you need to do. So reminding, uh, saying it over and over again, uh, communicating the vision, what we want to see in the young people. Uh, we want to see more young people getting involved. We want to see... Uh, the fire of the Holy Ghost uh, recently. And uh, I've been praying and we've been pushing, Lord, we want to see um, the gifts of the spirit. And so what you communicate is what you will see. And so just doing it, I think that's a key. It's really communicating often and on purpose. That's the key. That's great. Being intentional about it. That's something that I wish I would have known or probably even learned sooner whenever I was younger in youth ministry, you know, starting out 18, 19 years old very inexperienced, very green in ministry, you know, learning a lot of things a hard way. I wish I would have asked more questions. Uh, I mm -hmm. wish I would have probably, you know, allowed more people to help me. And I remember having people come up to me and say, Hey, you know, can I help out with this? Can I help out with that? And, and I was so close minded and I was so green in, in that area 
that I thought, and I had this idea that the entire responsibility was mine, you know, and what that mm-hmm. led to was, uh, some type of a burnout. I ended up getting very mm-hmm. tired. I ended up, Oh yeah. And I had no idea. I had no idea. Like I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't understand, you know, that, that you could rely on your teams. You could communicate and delegate certain areas, you know, but that taught me so mm-hmm. much. That taught me so much about ministry. Um, so speaking of burnout, you know, when I think of burnout, there's a, there's a passage in the Bible that I remember that talks about David and you may know it. He, he's going out into battle and he nearly gets killed. The Bible says that he gets exhausted and he's tired and he, and he goes out into battle like it, it was normal to them. But he, he goes out and he's exhausted and he's already an experienced David. This is already a David that's already been through battles. He's already seen <laughs> things, you know, so that reminds me of burnout. It makes me think of that story and burnout in ministry happens and it's real. How do you sustain motivated when you're always on the go? Well, sustaining motivation. Um, it's kind of like what people say about, um, you know, hype, entertainment, and uh, emotion. Emotion only lasts for so long. Right. And um, as far as ministry, I think one thing that really helps um, avoiding burnout is making sure that you're not only investing in the emotion of what you're doing, but you're investing in the purpose of what you're doing. And uh, to do that, you have to go to the root of what what is your your motivation, which is uh, loving God. And if, if that starts in a relationship with God, and that starts with, me, I need to invest in myself as well so I can invest in others then you can avoid burnout, which means sometimes we give out more than we give in. And so if we're all, if we're always just doing events, we're always just doing things at church and and we're never pouring into our own, our own glass, uh, we're eventually going to run out. And that's one thing I've, I've, I've really put into a lot of thought, especially in our own church and in the district. I don't, I don't want anyone to feel burned out. I want to make sure people feel that um, they're invested in. I want to, I want to give into people. I want to, make sure people feel that they know they're cared for, they're loved, they're appreciated. And, and sometimes in ministry, um, you can feel like, you know, no one appreciates what you do. And uh, so that's something we need to help each other with. And we need to encourage and, and uh, let each other know, you know, you do a great job. You're, you're working, uh, you're not alone in this. And uh, helping, like you said, getting people alongside of you to help in ministry. Uh, having ministry friends, um, I'm, I'm grateful for a friend like you, a person in my life that I know I can depend on. And the last two conferences, brother, you've you've been uh, you've been there, and you've you've seen how hard it is sometimes. All the work we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely. glad you're there. I appreciate that, and, and it's, so, it's it's an honor to work alongside you. I love it. Yeah, so it's it's fun, brother. I mean, I, I see ministry as uh, it's a it's it's a it's a ride, man. We have fun. We we uh, it's work, but uh, we have fun and, and the purposes of what we do is, is based on that relationship with God. We want others to know that relationship. Yeah. I love that. that that's gotta be the staple to us, to everybody, you know, as ministers, we're always pouring out, pouring out, you know, in, in the middle of, yeah. you know, preparing a, an event or in the middle of, you know, maybe you're studying to preach or you're going and you're trying to get your mind focused and we're always pouring out, you know, you get a text message, you get a phone call and, the effectiveness of how you're going to respond to that stress or that pressure. Mm-hmm. I, I think it also depends yeah. on 
everything you're pouring in beforehand. And yes. I love that. And it really shows um, in, the, in the way that you respond and the way that I've seen you work. And, um, and I know a lot of young people are very inspired by your life, by your ministry, everything you're doing in, with the dedication into the, into the district. Um, that's, this, that's the reason we're excited about going into 2022 with South Texas District. And um, I remember back when we did the Equipados, when we did the, the workshop for the young people, for the young leaders. Uh, that was very exciting time, and and, and I learned so much in, in being a part of that. I had an, uh, an extremely um, uh, a great opportunity to to be a part of that, and I was very honored to be a part of that. What are some resources? Yeah, this is great. something that you shared uh, then. You know, some resources that uh, you rely on that could also help us improve in in ministry and leadership. Well, brother. Um as far as ministry, when I think of resources, I think of teaching material and, um, teaching material. Um, I use a lot of, uh, Bible apps, commentaries. Uh, one I use a lot of the blue letter Bible, um, to study, to read, to read commentaries, to, to read Greek, I guess the meaning and all that. Um, that's something I learned in Bible college to look into, I guess, as far as like studying the Bible, but, um, using those resources, um, and another resource I really love uh, to look into as far as study material and, and uh, uh, sermon material is uh, Brother Raymond Woodward's um, catalog of like studies. I don't know if you've ever seen it, brother, but uh, I love Brother Raymond Woodward. He's a great teacher and uh, he posts all a lot of his sermons, a lot of his teaching online. And you can just read through them. You can get what you want. You can uh, read uh, his studies. It's like books. Like It's like reading a book. Um, I love I love reading those. I love reading uh, youth books. There's one that I really love called Countercultural Youth, and uh, it's really a good book for our uh, for our generation as far as being countercultural. And uh, that's one I would suggest. Uh, there's one I'm currently reading called Church Work by Rodney Shaw. Uh, that uh, it's really it's great for teens. It's great for people that are under a pastor, such as youth leaders that work with people, but that also influence people. Yeah. Um, those are some great resources. Um, podcasts like this one, uh, I would say follow this podcast and listen to all the great, great messages and words, stuff like that, bro. Lots yeah, of things. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate that. We're so excited, bro. We're so excited for what God is doing for, uh, 2022 and, and this, this year as it unfolds. And we just got out of, uh, that extremely powerful, you know, conference, uh, that we just were a part of Friday and Saturday. I took so much from that and my heart was full when I left there. Uh, such an exciting time and, and looking forward to um, what's to come with, uh, with the district. You know, so what, what, uh, what plans and events do uh, the youth leaders and the young people of STX have to look forward to in this year? Well, this year, brother, I was looking at the calendar and uh, we met in August of last year to plan the calendar. and uh, Almost every month this, uh, this year, we have something for the youth. So it's going to be an exciting time. It really is. Uh, we have regional services uh, February and March, and then we have a uh, a sport event for the Spanish youth in April. So that's going to be something I've never seen uh, happen in in the district. Um, that's going to be fun just for the youth to come together and and uh, enjoy fellowship. Yeah, uh, definitely. Sports. So uh, we're going to do that, and then in May is our annual. Um, youth conference spanish youth conference and it's going to be huge we're, we're so excited about it 
Uh, we're fired up and we're already preparing for that, but that's going to be May 6th and 7th. So that's something that we're going to start releasing soon, hopefully starting February. And uh, we're going to get ready for that. Um, this year, and it's it's something that the National Youth Division for Spanish Ministry is doing, in July the 11th through the 15th, they're having a National Youth Camp in Lufkin, Texas. It's only two hours away from here. Wow. But we're taking part of it as the district uh, with other districts surrounding uh, Texas, Louisiana. Uh, we're all going to be joining in in Lufkin, Texas. We're going to come together. Uh, we're going to have a youth camp, uh, all Spanish ministries. and. Uh, Lufkin, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be huge. Man, that sounds exciting. We're excited about I that. I can't wait for that. That's yes, going to be sir. great. That's going to be great. Yeah, so almost every month. It's crazy. Yeah, it, I, I saw the calendar, and it's going to be extremely busy, but that's a great thing. You know, staying busy with with the, with the young people, staying busy with with the uh, with the churches, and and staying our mind connected, and 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 building, and pouring into ourselves, and pouring into others, and it's going to be such a great time. I'm excited for it, and um, you know, it's something that that I wanted to I want to give you the opportunity to close out uh, whatever remarks or clo- uh, thoughts that you have for the young people, your burden, if you care to share that, um, and feel free to close us out with whatever's on your heart. Yes, sir. So uh, I feel that God really does have uh, more for this generation. And the more uh, I hear from preachers, evangelists, uh, we really are living in the last days. And uh, the Bible says in the last days that he will pour out his spirit. And I believe that the young people of this generation are going to help facilitate that. And um, it really, it really has to hit us that this is the time for us to get serious about living for God, to uh, be a part of ministry, to um, support our pastors in, in ministry in any way that is possible, to delve into the relationship that God wants uh, with him, to, to know what the fruit of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit is, and, and to have a burden for other people, to have a burden for each other, to, to see each other get closer to God, to love God more. And I believe we're going to see that when we um, when we know what David had in his heart when he said in Psalms 139, 23, he said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. When we ask the Lord, Lord, search me. I want I want you to 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 look inside of me so I can I can be more for you. He had a desire in his heart to be more like God. He had a desire to to be open to God, to to show who he was, to be honest with God and know who he was. So even though David wasn't a perfect person, none of us are perfect. Um, but if we can open ourselves up to God and let him and and be honest with him, let him know, you know, we want to be used. He can use us. And I believe every young person has that opportunity. Every young person can be used of God. Every young person can win another soul. And so that's my desire for this generation as a, as a young person, as a, uh, a young leader in ministry, one of my biggest desires was that Lord help me to be influenced so that other young people can get closer to God, to can can reach more for God. And that's something that I believe this generation is going to be doing. We're going to see more revival. We're going to see more young people filled with the Holy Ghost, be involved in ministry. And uh, it's not the time to just sit on the sidelines. It's time to move forward in faith, to move forward in uh in the apostolic authority and declare what God has for us. And I believe he is going to give it to us. So we're excited. I encourage every young person, get involved, assist the youth events. Let your pastor know you're ready to to follow the call of God. I always tell my young people, 
in the church that you have a purpose. Every young person has a purpose. While this world may tell you that all, all you're good for is, is partying and all you're good for is, is uh, having a good time, there's more to life than just the things of this world. The things of this world are just going to last for a moment. Sin lasts for only a moment, but our souls are eternal. We have so much more to live for, and God has so much more for us to live for him. So, Amen to that. Let's do it. Amen to that. Let's go. 2022. Thank you so much, Brother Sam. I love that. I love your heart. I love your spirit. Thank you for leading the way that you do in such a humble way. And your wife, amazing person as well, amazing leader, such a great help to you. You guys are a prolific power couple. You guys are uh, definitely an inspiration to many. And uh, I'm grateful. I thank God for your lives. I'm, I'm grateful for uh, your testimony. Thank, thankful for your ministry. And I know that God is going to continue opening doors. And he's going to continue blessing you for everything that you've been doing and have planned to do with the district and such an exciting time. And thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I know it's going to be a blessing to many young people. Thank you, Brother Gayos, for having us on here. And I appreciate you, your spirit, your burden for the young people for, for being involved with us in the district. And uh, we're looking forward to what God has in store for us this year. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Brother Sam. God bless you and your wife and your family. And um, we'll, this is definitely not going to be the last time you're going to be on with us for sure. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Anytime. Yes, sir. We'll not a here. problem. God bless you, my brother. Yes, sir. You too. God bless you, bro. Thank you for being part of our conversation today. I will leave some links in the description where you can connect with Brother Sam Winward. So don't forget to check that out. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I would love for you to subscribe and, hey, receive a big welcome to the family. Also, you could help us reach others by leaving a good rating and leaving a review or even share it on social media. If you do, go ahead and tag us and we will gladly repost it. Lastly, continue strong, continue taking steps closer and becoming who God has intended you to be so you can be impactful in every area of your life. God bless and we'll see you on the next one.